Welcome to the Battle of the Willamette podcast weekly recap. We love the Ocho. God damn it, don't be a nine ball. We're bringing you the DS, the Zion, season 10 of the Battle of the Willamette podcast. Of course, like always, I'm with my guys, CJ and Justin, Badonka Bronx and Duck Cowboy. We're going to jump into this recap. None of this BS and how you doing. Let's jump into this battle between Endzone and I don't know the other helmet. Damn it. CJ, who is this battling <laughs> Endzone? Yeah. How, how can anyone not know Badonka Bronx versus Endzone? Oh, I had to zoom in. The that was most- a pre- it was a forgettable game. Sorry, go ahead. Very forgettable. So 181 to 81, not great. And like I predicted, if anyone listened to Pick'em, that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were gonna outscore my whole team. And sure enough, with their 85 combined points, beat me by four points. So, you know, things didn't get, things started off pretty rough for me where DuVernay, uh, took it 99 yards all the way to the touchdown at the kickoff of that shootout in Baltimore. Um, and then end zone, you know, dropped 102 points on me on Monday Night Football. This is my lowest output in my team's history. It's okay. It's week two. I mean, they were terrible, horrible looking group. Um, I think all my t- all my players have a really low floor, which is good to Nine know. Ball. Yeah. And, but it does appear that Derrick Henry's mortal. Um, he looks old and slow after last night. So, yeah, I and mean, that's not much of a recap. It was a total blowout. Yeah, and a fitting intro for the blowout. Uh, not knowing who he played and CJ not showing up to the game or Badonka Bronx not showing up to the game. I think CJ kind of didn't show up. I think he was busy this weekend, probably a good busy. And I don't know if he was golfing again like he did last week and maybe should have, but uh, just one of those things. In zone this year, I think we've, we predicted it. It's, uh, it's hashtag easy. And uh, if that stack continues to do what it does early in the season, often it's going to be kind of easy for him. Someone's got to control uh, Josh Allen and, and Diggs. But uh, I will, I will looking at these stats. I do think that the Duvernay um, play um, is, is a, is a little fool's gold going forward. It's not like this guy can have, um, you know, hundred return yards and a touchdown every time, but uh, got away with it. Um, when you have guys that have uh, the ceilings that his team has, that you can plug and play kind of some of these other high ceiling guys and get away with it. So two and zero for end zone, bad week for Badaka Bronx, but you'll bounce back, buddy. Yeah. And this is this, just this first recap. There is a theme this week that every team that won, except for one, basically one off of two or three players. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of full teams showing up for anybody this week. It was really kind of one of those high scoring few guys and then everyone else did nothing week. So it was, it was kind of an interesting, interesting week. So, so my, my recap of this game is going to be as quick as Badonka Bronx had life. So let's move on to the next game. <laughs> looking at Tony's triple threat. Oh, what do you got, Justin? Well, there was questions if that was the lowest output of all time in the Battle of the Willamette. Um, I know that we've had different scoring systems in the past. So I remember, I think even on the trophy, some pretty low scores. There's no way that it could be. Correct, Kamish? Correct. It is not. I just didn't think it was really worth um, dignifying that question with an answer. Understood. But uh, it does look like the bag of dicks is back. So we'll see how it goes there as Hawk Attack uh, is doing that, continuing to do that in remembrance of the wild card, Willie. 
Yeah, we all appreciate that. Yep. And I want to make sure at the end of the season, we do have a recap on point deferential beat. Since somebody on this podcast was part of it last year, I want to make sure we bring that back in the season recap. Let's look at our second matchup of the week. We're looking at Tony's triple threat coming out of nowhere against everybody's favorite non-bag of dicks, Irish Puddles. CJ, yeah, this, yeah, this was a this was an interesting game. I think it fooled everyone. One sixty-three to one forty-six. Tony wins again. Tony gets seventy-eight points from Lamar and Mark Andrews. I mean, that was huge for him. IP did have another strong IDP for week two with forty-two. So I think he's still, you know. He's still up there with that. It was really important. But it was like the only player on IP's team, which they have very high projections. The only one to make the projection was Der- Derwin James. Um, and Alan Lazard shows up with 9.3 points. Those are the first points attributed to draft night. So mm-hmm. he's on the board with points from the draft. Um, this is IP's first 0-2 start since 2016, which was also his first year. Uh, this is also IP's first loss to Tony all time. Um, and last year, if we all remember, Tony started off 2-0 last year. We knew we know that it didn't go well after that. Let's, let's hope he can maintain this um, this win streak this year. Well, pretty impressive. I think uh, at the draft night, all the trash that was be ta- been talking about uh you know, draft grades and and whatnot for uh, for this to be the game that put IP at 0 and 2 and triple threat at 2 and 0. Um, you know, the thing with triple threat is Lamar Jackson has the ability to go 50, 60 points. Uh, and now that he's got that that stack with Andrews, he's dangerous, even if no one else really puts anything up. So have to have to watch out for him. But uh, no question, IP in a bad place on two. Yeah, and I do like to think that uh, it's really good karma that uh, choosing Greg Oden number one has not affected the output for the Tony Triple Tech camp yet. And the rumor mill on a separate Slack channel is that Madam G- Madam B is hitting the lineups. We might have to do an inquiry. Might have to look that up. See who's uh, stirring all these lineups. But moving on. Well, to that point, and it's it's it, we should bring it up here because. It's been brought up on the Slack channel. There are people looking for fines just for the closeness, the kissiness and different things, which I think, you know, with the amount of nonsense we put on Slack, I think that's inbounds. But to grab the phone and actually state this is Madam B, that was a Slack from someone who is not a league member. And that one might need to be looked into. Controversy. Would it be would there be controversy or a potential fine if it was Madam X? Good question. I mean, because that's outside. That's an outside source. You never, I mean, it'd be more trouble for Tony, but maybe not as much for the league. So moving into our next game, third game matchup. New guy Slumlord versus one year away from being an OG guy, hip hop hippopotamus. Wow. Okay. This is there's a lot that happened in this game that we gotta talk about. So 191. To 129, Hip Hopopotamus goes one and one with the big, it's a big win. In fact, that was the top score of the week. So, I mean, hey, you got to feel good about that. Big bad bully, big bad bully. Hey, first time for everything. And um, so Tyreek Hill definitely took advantage of the shootout in Baltimore with with the first 40 burger of the year 
on hip hop with 43.5 points. Rogers and Jones bounce back, bounce back just like we said they would with 53 points combined. Slumlord had a tough week after a great week one. Those things happen, you know, when you got a lot of players that are, you know, still trying to figure things out. Week two is always, you never know if you're going to have the up or the down. Um, but he still tops an IDP. So his IDP did okay, he still tops there. Now, Hip Hopopotamus, over the summer, he has, you know, he made a lot of moves. So if you if you take all the people he traded for in the offseason, so Rogers, Jones, and Amari Cooper, and Tyreek Hill, they all scored 121 points to four of them. Um, so, that, so it's showing that, hey, that was pretty good, even though Amari was on the bench. Two has 62 points on the bench. Um, is the number one bench burger and now bud you can feel pretty good you got the top three bench burgers go of the year so far You're right there at the top it's good to have that means you got options out there um and this is also your highest scoring output since week 11 of 2018 so good job 2018 wow would you look at that what's probably most satisfying to hip-hop here is that he went into that Thursday night game and everyone was watching Mike Williams catch balls and giving grief and they're going, oh, hip, hip did again. And then to come out and put up the point totals that she did um, was pretty impressive. I will say this, very quiet, very quiet uh, weekend for Slumlord. Didn't hear much from him. I don't know, we're still getting to know this guy. Is he a uh, talker when he's winning, silent when he's not? I mean, we'll see, but a little quiet over in that camp. Seems like it. That's all we know. We only have a two-game sample size, but I do I do like his slack attacks that are fairly consistent on IP. Everybody can get behind that. The old go fuck yourself. And that if you zoom in, that's 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 gold right there. Um I know a lot of there's a lot of chatter on my DMs where people are like, hey, quarterback controversy. You never know in the hip hop camp. Uh game number four, battle of two helmets with horns. We're looking at Electrocutioner versus Gore. CJ? All right. So 171-26, Gore takes the win and goes to 2-0. So that's pretty exciting for Gore. Gore, was a, he was the only player that had a true team effort this week with five players scoring 19 or more points on his team. So it was definitely not a few guys on his team. He did a good job. Hertz had a great game. He looked good. Um, he makes me regret things. Uh, might be the best six-round value trade ever. He gave up a, you know, he gave up a six-rounder for that. And then Electro, is Clyde finally turning the corner? Maybe he's not going to be a bust in fantasy. You know, that 15.8 points, that was pretty decent for, for Clyde. So there's some good stuff there. But Electro and Gore have a problem. They have Burrow, who is definitely struggling. Um, but he's her, her, her. either pick, he's yeah or yeah burrow is either oh no i'm sorry yeah yeah he's got herbert but yeah but burrow he has a problem with burrow choosing who he's gonna throw to each week and this oh, week they, one of them has chase you know so electro has um jamar chase and um gore has t higgins and he went with higgins this week so that did not help um electro it out at all and herbert you know, he's still questionable. We'll see what he does with the rib injury. And Evans is out for one game. So, you know, Electro will figure it out. But, you know, that was tough. And Gore, Devin White is still the top scoring IDP. In fact, he's 14th in scoring. His, his linebackers, 14th in the league in scoring after two weeks. And the only IDP player in the top 25. 
And this is Gore's first 2-0 start since 2018. Well, most deserving, uh, as we predicted. And I don't know if he deserved all of this. Yes, it uh, hurts both uh, CJ and I to see Hurts uh, go off like this. Just hoping that it's not uh, a repeat of of Lamar from, from four years ago, but it looks like it could be. Um, but I will say this. These guys, yes? Well, I just thought, I just want to point out that all three of us had Hurts at one point over the yes. summer. Yes. <laughs> You're stealing my transitions. It's the it's only something. thing I had for this. Justin, well, keep going. Sorry. Not just that, but I mean, Hertz completed 52% of his passes the last two years. It's not like he's a, you know, a real pass threat, but he is getting better. We didn't see this coming. Um, I don't know if we'll continue to see this throughout. I think that uh, when players get good, uh, especially running quarterbacks, uh, there's certain defenses that find a way to contain them a little bit. So we'll see what happens. But these two, franchises came in talking a little trash saying whoever wins this is going to be the one to go on and win the division and so we'll see but both teams um uh, felt confident after last week it was interesting to see electro come in and make some trades here um move a couple of uh move a wide receiver and i've always said this if you're really playing this game the right way you're playing two games you're playing what you have week to week but you have to also play this this, this trade game um, to continue to, to get some draft capital for players that you don't think that you're going to use. Uh, and the timing on that is always interesting. Sometimes it bites you. Sometimes you, you move them at the right time. So we'll see what happens with Electro. He obviously felt comfortable enough to do that. Um, but for Gore, both Connor now is tweaked uh, and Schultz um, with an injury and he's dealing with the Kamara and Dobbins stuff as well. So um, everything just got real Real, his bench just got real short. He's pretty injured. And so um, we'll see what he does going forward with that. But uh, uh, the Herbert thing was a crazy game to watch. I couldn't believe he could have ran for that one yard. And he was so injured at that point that he dropped the ball and just fell to his knees. Um, what a stud that guy is. We'll see if he's back. But it was a good game for two, uh, two strong teams in the West. Nice. Moving on to a, uh, another cock fight of a battle that went all the way down to the end. If you were reading Slack, if you weren't, I feel like there's a, a difference of opinion. CJ, bring us this matchup between our guys, Hawk Attack, and he got me. Well, 190 to 99. So, um, you know, not as not as close as maybe we would have thought. I thought this was going to be a different matchup, but he got me did pretty good. This was the game of the week last week. We chose it, you know, Pickham chose it. But I think those 81 points between Waddle and St. Brown, I mean, that, that, that doesn't, I mean, you get that many points from two guys, especially your wide receivers. That's a big deal. And Murray does it again. He's doing nothing all day. He's kind of like, you know, underachieving. And then the last, what, three minutes of the game or whatever manages to pull it through and has a, has a great win against the, the Raiders. Um, Hawk attack. Who would have thought on Monday night football, cousins and cook would have had less than 16 points. That was that was rough. So Cousins is terrible. The Dak injury showed up again for Hawk Attack. So I think even though Dak isn't playing, I think that is still haunting him a little bit. I think Jacksonville breaking away from Indianapolis early created a lot of problems for the Jacksonville run game. So ETN's sort of game script was taken away. So that was tough too. And he got me though, to his credit, all the stuff he's been doing. He leads the league in wide receiver points after two weeks and offensive line. Um, but 
points, but the bottom three in IDP. So he, so he would have the most points. He has the most offensive points, but because his IDP is in the bottom three, easy actually leads the league in scoring. So good point. Not to mention that he's doing all of this without the number one, really consensus number one overall fantasy football player in the draft, Jonathan Taylor, doing much. So that guy starts to hit at some point. Um, he got me, could uh, could have that luck train full of coal going again. But this one is most depressing. I think we all know for Hawk Attack, he's just so injured. Uh, he lost Gabriel Davis uh, as a kind of a game time decision on the Monday night. Uh, not that that probably would have done much, but it's just a little more salt in the wound uh, with Kittle and, and, and Dak and uh, to a lesser extent Julio. But uh, Hawk is um, now Owen finds himself 0-2 and reeling. I think the only game that was close against these two was who had the most slacks throughout uh, Thursday to Monday night. And I'd like to look that up. It was probably better than the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that I, uh, I was a little bit absentee on Sunday, uh, but I did, I did notice seven slacks that came through from he saying great win this week, Hawk. And I would look at it and I don't, all right, he's getting his coffee. Or he's not quite awake yet. Cause the games aren't over. So he got me keeping it keeping it live online a lot, lot of reverse psychology uh with those two yep working the angles moving into our final matchup of the week the recap another vicious cockfight between duck cowboy and products cj yeah yeah so you know where stafford came back him and cap combined for 57 points um, which, you know, we, we knew that last week that we know the Bills are legit. We know the Bills are good. So um, it's good to see Stafford and Cup back. We even saw a little bit of Allen Robinson action from Stafford, so that's good. The Jerry Judy injury forced Russ to focus just on Sutton, and I think that was a big that was a big deal. Uh, Chubb was, you know, Chubb showed up for products with this 32 plus points but you know it was he just needed a little bit more and nothing's worse than coming down to monday night and the other guy has a defensive back and you know you he scores nearly 20 points on monday night football but commit gave him no points burrow is averaging less than 13 points a game i mean this is this is crazy and you know products leaves in running back points so you you'd expect them to run away with these games and it's just things aren't working out so far but this is his first 0-2 start since 2018 so I, I do expect products to find his way out of this um but you know it's just another tough weird odd game going on there you know zero points on a player here you know a defensive back scoring on the, the opposing team like crazy it just was one of those things well every time that pro and duck cowboy get together it seems to be a, a close battle uh, year in and year out we uh, we met up in the morning exchanged some pleasantries over the sixth grade uh, women's soccer game and uh, and knew it was going to be a crazy day but what i did not see coming um that was back to back zero burgers for commit um i i mean he, he he as i talked with him he said surely he can't have zero again and anything out of my tight end would be great uh, and he got set, he got zero again. Um, not even oh, a target. 
Not even a target. I did see, because I was watching that game closely, there was a catch, I don't know, 12 yards, 17 yard catch by him. Uh, but it was uh, one of the flags that uh, comes oh. out a little bit later, which is always frustrating when you're watching your fantasy football team finally see your guy catch a 20 yard out <laughs> and there's a hold. Uh, just pisses you off. But uh, when when the when all the runs and touchdowns were going chub instead of hunt, I was nervous in this one. Um, and I was just pleasantly surprised to see uh, my guy on on Monday night come out and get those tackles. However, he gets concussed at the end of it. So now we'll have to sort out DB uh, again, um, go back to the drawing board there for my IDP. For Pro Ducks, it's the guys he didn't play, didn't feel confident playing Tony Pollard. If he had, this is a totally different game. Uh, final thoughts on last week's any, you know, any final thoughts before we move on to the old game of the week coming up? I, I just want to say like, it, it, it's still early. No, no need for anyone to panic quite yet. You know, there was a lot of things that happened in week one that were almost the opposite in week two. Like a lot of things are teams are still figuring things out. You know, a couple more weeks, you can start panicking, but I don't think it's time to panic quite yet. And what, what you guys don't see is CJ has a mirror and he's saying that to himself. <laughs> Justin. And I couldn't agree more because if I'd have lost last night, I'd be in the 0-2 camp like Hawk Attack. But what's so weird is if we fast forward one week and he wins and I lose, we're both at one and two. We just feel totally different tonight. And so as you go into... Uh, looking at the waivers tonight, thinking about spending all your fab or trading your whole team away. We're, we're one week away um, from, from those two circumstances being identical. So give us some time. It's early. Everyone breathe. Just breathe. So, CJ, you want to kick off this uh, the game of the week that we're looking at for next week? Yeah, I think it's pretty – for me, it seems pretty obvious. So I'm going with the West. I'm going with Gore versus Irish Puddles. I think that – I think Irish Puddles has a great team, right? We know his, his keepers are good. His keepers are solid. I think Gore's got a lot of challenges right now, He but he's managing to win. And once his team gets healthy, he may run away with this. But if Gore wins and Irish Puddles lose, Gore has a three-plus game advantage over Irish Puddles this early in the season. That's a big deal. So um, that was my pick, but I don't know if you guys have a different pick. No, I like that one. I'm just getting around to kind of looking at them. So Electro and Pro, uh, Gore IP, Hip Hop, uh, Hawk Attack. In Zone and Slum is an interesting one, um, but I, I tend to agree. I think that uh, that should be the game of the week. Look, if Irish Puddles goes down 0-3 and uh, Mr. Mr. Delicious, most deserving, uh, Gore goes 3-0, it's uh, – it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun to hear on Slack. So uh, fitting game of the week and I'm all in. Yes. Um, did Michael Thomas not crack the starting lineup? Or did he finally get in there for Gore? Or? No, he, he didn't. He had him on his bench this week. Um, God, just stacking him high. Just Well, I, he's got, like I said, he's mm -hmm. got it. He's got a solid team. I mean, he had uh, Michael Thomas got 18 and a half on the bench. So, I mean, he could have put him in there, but I mean, it would have been for T Higgins or he, he actually was the fourth highest scoring wide receiver on his team last week. So actually it was the best move to bench him. 
yeah. because it couldn't have been any different. You know what I mean? Like um, it was still the, the right thing to do. So, and I think that as we have uh, been speaking here on the pod, both of these guys have updated their uh, week three lineups just a little bit and Kamara expected to be back and in the lineup. We have Michael Thomas in the, in the lineup here, week three, um, Things to, to note is that we're at a 153 for Gore versus a 185 projection for IP. And IP does not have Cam Akers in the lineup. Oh, that's too bad. Is, is this the week uh, that IP's running back finally has a breakout and gets over 15 with uh, McCaffrey? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna shatter that glass ceiling, or is he still gonna be an average guy with Baker Mayfield getting him the ball? I think it's gonna be tough, and I, I'm just as concerned about Christian McCaffrey as I am about Austin Eckler, because also with to me Austin Eckler is a bigger liability with with Herbert banged up. Like I think there's there's some there's trouble, but IP's he'll he'll find a way to get it right, but it's you know it might take him a couple of weeks to do it, you know. Well, McCaffrey has that New Orleans defense, which is which is no joke. And uh, so he could be in for another rough one. I thought you were going to say you're just as concerned about Austin Eckler as you are Irish Puddles. I'm concerned about Irish Puddles. Yes, I am concerned about both of them. Yes. Yeah. I was a I mean, if if he keeps trending in the in the wrong direction, we, he might be sending us photos from a different lake where he's like, do I just jump in and just sink to the bottom? I'm just, I'm just viewing places to end it because I can't make this fantasy football thing work. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously a glitch uh, in the Yahoo system uh, on the draft. We need to, uh, yeah, we need to break that thing down to keepers and draft if Yahoo would have been there. And I think that we should maybe send this. I, I think they're always looking for ways to kind of improve their algorithms and stuff. Uh, CJ, you have the data. If you could just maybe send it all over to Yahoo um, and let them know what's happening here in the Battle of the Lament. I'm sure they'll be very grateful. Yeah, they will. They always are. Tick the box. Well, this has been another Battle of the Willamette Weekly Recap Week 2. Season 10 of the Diaz rolls on. Guys, any final thoughts before we jump off? I know we got to run. I'm good. Good luck, everyone, except he got me this week. Two two weekly podcasts in the books where's the beat yeah and both both podcasts um under the time of our normal podcast like times three or whatever you you would do that math but uh (laughs) trimming the fat it's the season the diaz rules all thanks guys for your input we will see you next week and we're out (laughs) 